Hey y'all, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host for this edition of Requests, Cody Stoffer, and this is our last edition of Class of 2022 Requests here for these Colorado football players. We have four athletes on tap for today, and then we will be shifting our focus mainly towards Class of 2026 and some incoming freshmen before, you know, slowly working through more and more film breakdowns on our requests list and eventually doing some program spotlights and season previews over the summer along with some interview releases and whatnot throughout the summer as well. So stay tuned for all that content. But until then, let's go ahead and jump into these four players, you know, that are mainly based out of the Denver-ish area and a little bit west. But anyways, the first player was a solid contributor for the Bear Creek Bears team based out of Lakewood, Colorado. And I am talking about Caleb Saucida, I believe is how you say his name, who has committed to play linebacker for Black Hills State University. I know that because I looked through their signing class and that is what he was listed at. And I, you know, went back and forth on whether he would maybe be recruited as a wide receiver or as a linebacker, seeing as how on the receiving end, he is one of the best blockers from the receiver position in the state of Colorado. But since that is not what he has been recruited as, that is not what I am going to be looking at for, you know, this film breakdown. And so let's go ahead and jump into, you know, some things that I saw while breaking down his film. And so looking through his film, he came out to an overall 62.7. So just a little bit lower than a two-star recruit. But I mean, he does have three-star recruit traits. And the highest one is his run defendability. I mean, this year he posted a career high in tackles with 62 total tackles, which almost doubled his output from last season, averaging a little over five per game and racking up a tackle for loss as well. And this is while playing both sides of the ball, you know, on the offensive end, he did play a lot of snaps and, you know, racked up a lot of touches from both the running back and receiver position, eclipsing, you know, over 80 total touches on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, he's running on, you know, a smaller tank than most and still doing a lot of work on the defensive end. And in the run game, he just has a good eye for where the run's going. He is not easily fooled by misdirections or counters or, you know, reverses or play actions, anything like that. He does a good job of keeping his eyes on the ball, understanding his responsibility and playing very, very disciplined defense. And on top of that, you know, I'll talk about the upside of his block shedding here at a 5.8. You know, that's not high and I'll get to that later. But the reason that it is rated at a 5.8 and not lower is because he does a great job of just being very physical with linemen, with fullbacks, with running backs, wide receivers who try and block him. He just turns into, you know, a cannonball and just dive bombs whoever's trying to block him and knocks him on their butt. He has a lot of force and a lot of strength and explosiveness from his hips all the way into his arms and torso, being able to just pop someone on their back if they do try and block him and then still make the tackle, right? So that's what makes his run defendability so, so good. And he does this from a linebacker spot as well as, you know, a pseudo safety kind of spot. He reminds me a lot of a TJ Ward-esque safety where, you know, he could play safety athletically, perhaps, 
but does play in the box a lot and just defends the run really, really, really well. And, you know, I think he might even be taller than TJ Ward. So he's got that going for him as well. Continuing on, his other three-star trait, I'd say, is his tackling ability. You know, he does a good job of hitting hard, forcing fumbles, you know, collecting a lot of tackles, being a very sound tackler, being a very brutal tackler. But what I will say is his... I, I will say that sometimes he just, like, kind of puts his arms across his chest and just like goes for a shove, which works on this level and leads to some big hits, but also he can get a little bit off balance. So that's why it's at an eight rather than a nine, but he pretty consistently can tackle very strong and very fundamentally sound. The next thing that almost reached a three-star rating at a, a high two-star is his height slash frame. He is six foot one, 205 pounds on the most recent information that I could collect. And, you know, that's, that's a solid size. I mean, you know, he's a good frame. I do probably want to see him get a little bit bigger. That's why it's at a 7.9 rather than a higher grade. But, you know, his height is fine. And, you know, if you wanted to play him now, you could get away with it. Uh, and especially by the time the season rolls around, he'll be, he'll be a good size. <clears throat> All right, jumping into some of these other categories that I think he does pretty well. His top end speed, I rate it at a 6.9. I think that he can get up to speed pretty quickly and, you know, make a lot of different plays in the backfield. So he's got that going for him. And then, you know, obviously when it comes to moving across the field, he does a good job of moving across the field rather quickly. So that's why I have it rated at a 6.9. And then, you know, his agility slash hip fluidity, I have that rated at a 6.3 because, you know, he does a good job, like I said, in the run game, especially of going left to right, east to west, and uh, can usually turn and get there pretty quickly. And that includes some pretty solid footwork as well in that agility slash hip fluidity. And, uh, you know, actually because of the footwork, I'm gonna bump that up to a 6.4. So actually a 6.4 here, including the footwork that he displays because his footwork is the strongest part of his, you know, overall agility. But Lastly, the thing that I have rated at a decent rating here is a 5.4 as his pass defense. I think that his play recognition is good enough to get his pass defense up this high, regardless of how many plays he's maybe made in the pass game. So, you know, he knows when the pass is coming. He isn't fooled by like play actions or delayed handoffs, draws, anything like that. Uh, once again, that play recognition comes in to help him out in this category, bumping it up to a 5.4. But one of the reasons, and we're getting into areas of improvement here, that this grade isn't higher is because he's not asked to do a particular, a, particularly a lot in the pass game. And so, you know, all of his pass coverage categories are relatively low. You know, his man coverage ability, I have it rated out of 4.4. There's nowhere in his film, nor did I see live him go into man coverage. And if he did, you know, I just don't see his hip fluidity lead to turning upfield, if that makes sense. And, you know, following somebody in the pass game on, you know, a go route. Like, I don't know if he could cover a slot receiver, you know, like Brock Narva on a go route. You know, that's a doubt that I would personally have. His zone coverage, I have it rated at a 4.9. He does make some plays in zone coverage, but it's not a wide variety of zone coverage. It's not super complex zone coverage. He's not having to make reads on, you know, crossing routes or mesh routes or anything like that. 
So that's why those fall a little bit lower. And in turn, the pass defense falls down just a little bit because those particular areas are not as great, but his pass recognition and play recognition is what bumps up his pass defense to a 5.4. Furthermore, you know, his pass rush skills, I have that rated at a 4.8. He's not posted a lot of sacks or hurries over the course of his career here at Bear Creek High School. And in addition to that, and, you know, touching on his block shedding ability, he kind of only has that like overpower bull rush trick here. I don't see him, you know, use his hands and hand fight and, you know, kind of swim or rip or dip or anything like that. Um, so that gives me some doubt for his pass rush skills, but it does land at a 4.8 because I think that his bull rush is applicable in the pass rush game. So I think that that can lead to, you know, a lot of success if he is asked to pass rush on the next level. And so all that being said, he is going to, you know, play at Black Hills State. That is a division two football program. I think that that's a really solid fit for Caleb here. I think that he has a lot of upside and, you know, at the bare minimum, you're getting a really, really good run defend linebacker and somebody who I think has the upside to also pass rush as well. If you ask him to just with his, you know, intensity and physicality, I think that, you know, Caleb's the kind of guy who can land a really solid hit and get the whole team hype, right? So you need that kind of energy, you need that kind of strength, and you need that determination. And, you know, he was integral to this Bear Creek team that did kind of, you know, flip the script on what they had been doing and where they had been at and help them find success. So, you know, obviously all of that goes a very long way. I think that he's a really solid football player. And, you know, I think that this is a great pickup for Black Hill State. I don't know if he necessarily sees the field his very first year. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. But, you know, take a redshirt year, you know, make sure he's adjusted for that collegiate speed, that college workload and whatnot. And, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with being ready for all of that stuff. And then on top of that, maybe developing a little bit more of a bag in the pass rush skills area. I'm not as concerned if he can't really play pass coverage. I think that you can survive without him pass covering. Obviously, you want an all-around linebacker who can do it all. But I think that he could be a very good inside-the-box linebacker who just shuts down the run game, you know, and understands the strengths of his teammates and where he can help out in areas like that. I mean, he was just a really, really good uh, Sam linebacker. And, you know, I think that he can carry that same energy to the collegiate level fairly easily. But that's all I have to say about Caleb. Caleb, thank you for your patience and submitting your request. And best of luck at Black Hills State. Coming up next another next level player. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. And we're going to jump right into a very, very patient prospect here in RJ Holiday. RJ, thank you so much for your patience and understanding. He is the, you know, defensive back slash slot wide receiver but we're going to focus on the defensive back portion of Riverdale Ridge High School you know still kind of in this Denver-esque area I would say you know in Thornton and you know at 5'11 165 pounds he balled out his senior year and uh, you know earned a pretty solid score for me including a few categories that reflected three star upside and so just kind of list off you know some of these quick numbers that he posted here at Riverdale his senior year, he posted a career high in total tackles with 30 out of his career 71, so about half of his total tackles 
game this senior year. I mean, obviously that includes a COVID year, but uh, nonetheless, still posted up solid numbers, but it was what he did on the back end of the team here with four interceptions, eight pass deflections, and a forced fumble. Those are all, you know, very, very solid numbers. He does a great job of contesting the pass very consistently. And, you know, on top of that, he was also asked to do some returning duties. And on the offensive side of the ball, you know, scored 10 times. And I think that his future lies at safety. And there's a couple of reasons why. You know, here at an 8.6 is his top end speed. I think that obviously when he's returning the football or running routes, he's very, very quick. But his speed from the safety position is something to behold. He can close distances very, very fast, whether that's in the pass game or in the run game. And, you know, he can really, really play sideline to sideline in a variety of zone coverage schemes. And that being said, his next highest category here at an 8.3 is his zone coverage ability, partially because of the variety of schemes that he does play, you know, cover four, cover two, cover three, cover one. He also buzzes the flats. He can play cloud zone. You know, he can step up into a slot, you know, position from the safety position and play a zone there, just like a little hook zone. And, you know, all of those, he does a great job of baiting quarterbacks into thinking wide receivers are open or closing massive distances, having eyes in the back of his head, being able to see the whole field. His field vision at the safety spot is incredible. And that allows his zone coverage to be as high as it is and, you know, reflect a player that A, can cover a lot of ground and B, can make a lot of different plays in a variety of ways, you know, being asked to do so on the defensive end of the ball and being a very smart defensive player as well. Taking in these coverages, looking at these looks, not getting fooled by mesh routes or cross crossing routes or anything like that so you know he does all of those things very very well and you know on top of that he's also knocking on the door of three stars and is easily two star in a bunch of other categories one of those being his hit power surprisingly you know at 165 pounds he can really pack a wallop i mean like i said he has that one forced fumble but he consistently levels running backs and you know puts them on their tush and uh you know cleans up right so he does a good job of doing that and his hit power also included in that is his overall tackling i think that he's a very fundamentally sound tackler and uh you know the only reason it's not rated higher is because i don't think that 165 pounds of force translates as well to the next level but, you know, and other things he does well, his man coverage ability is at a 7.8. This is one of the highest that we've ever had rated for a safety because he can roll out and play outside cornerback. One of his interceptions does come from playing outside cornerback, and he has his hand on that receiver's hip the entire time. You know, on go routes, he's also shown to cover post routes and in routes, and he can also play man-on-man -man from a slot cornerback position. So he's a very, very versatile safety here you know somewhat reminiscent of like a Jaden allen right uh fountain fort carson and he's able to do a lot of these things very well super athletic like i said very smart very versatile and on top of that you know pretty decent agility slash hip fluidity i have it rated at a seven obviously you have to have pretty solid agility slash hip fluidity to play the cornerback position right and so he displays that you know at a solid level I wouldn't say it's like overwhelmingly spectacular because he can get a little rigid at times, mostly in the run game. But, you know, it's serviceable for the cornerback that he is asked to play. 
And then, you know, lastly here in this range of two stars is his pass contest consistency. I have that rated at a 7.6. He breaks up a lot of passes. Like I said, eight pass deflections, four interceptions. He knows how to get to the ball. He knows how to play the ball and he knows how to punch the ball out of a receiver's hands or how to knock it down. So, and then, you know, one of the last categories that I do have rated solidly is his ball skills. Obviously, you know, he did play receiver and he did catch, you know, 10 touchdowns on 35 receptions. So, you know, he can catch the ball and he does go up and he does make some spectacular interceptions. But I would say that he did also leave interceptions on the field looking at his highlight reel where it's like, ah, you should have caught that one. Oh, you should have caught that one. Uh, you could make a bigger play on that one and stuff like that is the reason why the ball skills are at a 6.8 rather than, you know, like a 7 or an 8. Um, it's just making it more consistent and being able to intercept the ball a few more times and forcing more turnovers. But, you know, he does a lot of things really, really well, and that's why I think he's going to be, you know, successful on the D2 level. But there are some things that I do want to see him improve on. You know, we talked about, you know, he's, he's 5 foot, I want to say 11 and 165 pounds. I do want him to get bigger heading into the fall season. I don't know if I would necessarily start him as a true freshman just because of his frame. I mean, 165 pounds, you could maybe get away with that if you roll him into a slot cornerback position. But I mean, I want him probably at least at 180, 185 pounds, right? So, you know, his frame is, you know, in that 5.4 range. It's solid. You know, he's, he's easily like on the taller side and i think that his upside for gaining weight is there but you know still a little undersized but that's not the main reason why i am worried the two categories here we talked about the pass game and how good he is in it the run game i think is where his biggest struggle lies you know his run defendability i have it rated at a four and his block shedding ability i have it rated at a 3.9 i see him avoiding blocks most of the time rather than ripping through them or trying to fight through them and in addition to that he always waits for the run play to come to him basically every time. You don't see him making tackles in the backfield. You don't see him leading the running back at the line of scrimmage very much. I mean, in his four years, no tackles for loss. That is a little bit concerning here. Um, and in regards to, you know, can I even have him on the field during the run game? Or is he just going to make tackles at eight yards, 12 yards, 14 yards, you know? I mean... There are situations where safeties end up at 15 yards back with their heels like 15 yards back on the next level. And is he going to, going to come up and make some plays or is he going to hang back there and wait for the play to come to him? You have to be more engaging in the run game. You have to be more aggressive and he has to step up way, way more in the run game in order to see sooner playing time or more playing time. Because as of right now, I would probably label him as a liability in the run game just because of his hesitancy to come forward. And, you know, maybe that's a lack of play recognition or a lack of physicality. I'm not sure what exactly needs to be addressed or if it's a mental thing, but he does need to address that heading into his freshman year. I think that watching a lot of film will help with that of your opponents, understanding what these running backs look like, you know, what the blocking schemes look like. You have to be able to ID those as a defensive player, especially at the safety spot. And, uh, you know, maybe if you know where the play is going before it's going there, that can help, you know, at least half that, you know, hesitancy or that, you know, lack of push to get there. Because if you know where it's heading, then you can at least start to make your way towards there. So those are just some recommendations I'd have 
for RJ Holiday here. Overall, he lands at a 67.3, just shy of a two-star rating in my eyes. I think that the two-star rating is definitely attainable, you know, at, at the next level. As, you know, he did commit to, I want to say, Augustana um, in the, yeah, Augustana University. They're a part of the Northern Sun Intercollegiate Conference. And they are a division two, you know, conference. And uh, I think that he's going to be able to make plays there. He could see the field as freshman in like very deep quarter looks, you know, at that slot cornerback position or maybe as a safety three. But I would highly recommend, you know, being redshirted and developing and, you know, developing that size, obviously, and that adjustment of speed to the next level. But more importantly, being able to contribute in the run game. That is the biggest concern I have for RJ Holiday here. But congratulations to RJ for his commitment. And, you know, that 3.7 GPA, obviously, it is student-athlete, four-time academic all-state and all-league. That's the kind of goals that you young players should be reaching for. So shout-out to RJ Holiday. Really smart, really determined, really focused, and a very patient and good guy here. Very excited to hear, you know, or hopefully he takes away some things from this breakdown as he heads to the next level. And, uh, you know, hoping for the same thing for these next guys coming up at the same school. All right, here, we're gonna call this the last segment here. And I, I just decided this before the segment started because you can't really talk about one of these athletes without talking about the other. I'm talking about the brothers of Inglewood Pirates here in Gunner and Hunter Johnson Labe. I'm, I'm not really sure what's, what this part of the name means, but um, I'm just going to call them Gunner and Hunter here, who were the leaders in basically every single category uh, for these Pirates here. And if you don't believe me, let's just go through it. So Gunner here, he was the quarterback for this squad, going 68 of 100 seven touchdowns, three interceptions for almost 70% completion percentage. You know, obviously 68 of 100, it gets pretty flat and easy to read there. He also led the team in rushing with 348 yards and Hunter was second on the team with 232 yards and the highest average of 5.2 yards per carry and they combined for six touchdowns rushing there. Receiving, Hunter led the team in receiving with 30 receptions, 424 yards and six touchdowns. So this offense ran through them, you know, Hunter having total scrimmage yards of 1,239 and, uh, you know, Gunner for uh, total total yards, um, not including like kick returns and stuff like that, including passing and rushing had 1,224 yards. So, you know, these guys contributed a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Not to mention that Hunter was the leading tackler for this team at 84 tackles, including four for a loss, which was also the team leader. And he also led this team in sacks with three sacks. And then these guys both collected interceptions. Gunner with one interception for 75 yards of a return and Hunter with three interceptions for 160 yards of return, along with two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. So, you know, if you saw a highlight from Inglewood this year, it was probably via Gunner and Hunter Johnson, both of whom have committed to play on the next level for CSU Pueblo. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Gunner Johnson here. 
you know, he was recruited as an athlete, so I'm not really sure what the future of his position looks like. Um, I'm assuming that he can play a lot of the wide receiver, safety, cornerback, all those same things that, you know, he did on maybe the defensive side of the ball for Inglewood. Or, you know, if he is asked to be a quarterback, that is the position that he played and one that I am going to, you know, be spotlighting here and breaking down the film of seeing as how he was their starting quarterback, I think both this year and last year. And so talking about his overall career stats, his overall career percentage is at a 68.7%, really high completion percentage, 17 touchdowns to only six interceptions here. And, you know, just a little over 1500 yards. And then on the ground, you know, he showed dual threat capabilities and that's reflected in his scramble ability of a 7.2. You know, he has a decent burst and acceleration and that's why he's recruited as an athlete is because he just moves very, very well. And, you know, I wouldn't say that it's his athletic ability that maybe inhibited his average yards per attempt, whereas, you know, maybe it was his vision a little bit more, but, you know, he can scramble and pick up yards as over the two years that he was playing quarterback, he ran for 512 yards and two scores, you know, so plenty of rushing attempts there. And, uh, you know, like I said, overall a 7.2, he's very athletic. He can snatch ankles as well. That's a very important detail to add on here in the scrambling factor. I think that the only reason that his scrambling struggles a little bit is maybe that he doesn't decide to take off soon enough. I don't know if they count sacks as, you know, negative yards or anything like that so but uh in his highlight reel at least he did a really good job of weaving through defenses running the read option very well and um you know being able to pick up yards so that's why his scramble ability is at a 7.2 and on top of that he has three other categories that i have rated you know in the sevens one of those being or both of those being uh pocket related i think that his pocket awareness he can sense pressure very very well i have that rated at a 7.8 I think that, you know, sometimes he does kind of have to stare it down in the face before he feels it. But a lot of the time he manipulates the pocket very well. And that's why I have his pocket movement at a 7.3. He can step up in the pocket. He can kind of move in the pocket. But really, it's his ability to change the pocket and fundamentally, you know, how it works. He can shift the entire pocket to the left or to the right or create new pockets across the field, if that makes sense. And then lastly here, you know, in these seven range is a 7.6 and throw on the run ability. He did show that he can uncork it, you know, when he's rolling out to his right and really push it downfield or, you know, even able to roll out right and then throw it back across the field to the left side of the field and push it down the boundary and stuff. So, you know, overall his arm power um, is very good, but it definitely helps when he is throwing on the run and is able to kind of kick that leg up and generate a lot of spin and uh, just power on the ball. And, you know, talking about power, his arm power here, and overall accuracy, you know, I have these both rated in the 6 range with his arm power a little bit ahead at a 6.2. I think that he can push it pretty well down the field and, you know, can show that he can complete some really deep passes when he's asked to or, you know, when his receiver has a step on the cornerback. So, and, you know, his accuracy, especially over by the sidelines, he can do a pretty good job of squeezing it into a tight window, making sure not to push his receiver out of bounds or lead him out of bounds. But, you know, there are some instances where maybe it isn't as accurate and the receiver has to make a big adjustment on the ball. And while I think that, you know, that's a little bit reflected in power or accuracy, I think that his timing on throws is the biggest, you know, area of improvement in just that overall area. 
at a 5.4. I think that sometimes when his timing is right, it's really, really good and really like pretty to watch. But, uh, you know, a, a handful of times receivers do have to adjust to the ball. And I think it's just a timing issue. And, you know, adjusting to areas of improvement a little bit here is, I think that his timing is an issue because his overall mechanics and and decision-making skills need a lot of work. You know, he has a weird throwing motion. His footwork is pretty sloppy. His arm, you know, I mean, at a 4.2, it's what I would expect out of a high school quarterback is kind of what this grade reflects. And, you know, obviously it's sufficed here for these two years in high school. He was able to put up, you know, sufficient numbers. He was able to lead his team to wins throughout these two seasons. And, you know, he was able to develop his game, right? But I don't know if that's necessarily enough to beat out an Adam Graves or a Leslie Richardson over there at CSU Pueblo. I think that his mechanics do need some work if he's going to continue to play the quarterback position. And he needs to, you know, make his throwing motion at least more consistent because it can play on, it can change on play to play. If, you know, he sidearms, if he has a wind up, if he, you know, like double clutches or anything like that. Um, those are all things that I saw in his film that make me wince just a little bit. And then, you know, his decision-making skills, it's not reflected in the TD to INT ratio of a 17 to six. That's not why I have his decision-making skills right at a 4.8. It's because he doesn't always throw to the most open receiver on the field. There are times where he is forcing a pass. And, you know, maybe the other receivers do struggle to catch the ball versus his brother who, you know, I mean, looked like probably the best receiver on the field. But at times you have to be able to, you know, trust your players or just not force it into super tight windows or like throw up, you know, jump balls and double or triple coverage. It's it's just not smart smart football and it's not super applicable moving forward right so those are concerns that i have in the decision making skills and having played in you know the exact same offense or you know philosophically the same offense that gunner was in the concepts aren't overwhelmingly complicated and you don't see like a whole bunch of spread looks so that's why i'm not going to you know um give him a super super high grade here uh, at decision-making skills. Obviously, it's on the high end of a high school decision-maker. That's why it's rated at a 4.8, with the 4 being the floor of a high school starter. But, um, yeah, it, it would need some work on the next level. And then his frame, I have it rated at a 6.1. I mean, he's six foot one and, like, 100... I'm going to say 160 pounds, maybe? 170 pounds? He looks more like one closer to 180 or 170. But, you know... Um, just based off of what I have listed on max preps, we're going to go with a 6.1 frame for size here, totaling out to a 62.6. Look, all of his high-end things are the things that are athletically inclined, scramble ability, throw on the run ability. He's shown that, you know, he can play a variety of positions, and I think that he can learn rather quickly for these Thunderwolves and potentially find the field a lot sooner here. Um, I would assume that he doesn't see the field as a freshman you know csu pueblo isn't really a school to do that all that often and i'm not like you know i'm not betting against him but he will need a couple of years to develop and maybe find his role on this squad uh whether he's moved out to receiver to maybe catch some passes or you know whether he's going to see out the quarterback spot and you know compete and battle for that 
um obviously all of those are options and ones that he you know could win if he's determined and just really really focused and uh you know his discipline is one of the best things that he has going for him and so i think that he can find himself on the field sooner rather than later but don't be discouraged if you don't because i mean the CSU Pueblo talent class, including yourself and your brother, is one of the most stacked it's ever been. You guys could potentially be a national champion if you stick it out and uh, do your job and play your role for this team. And so, speaking of his brother, Hunter here, you know, I graded him as a safety for, you know, these Thunderwolves. And, you know, he is listed as a defensive back, so I think that this is overall fair to assess and grade. And... No, he came in at a solid two-star recruit here with a handful of three-star and two-star abilities. The highest of which, you know, was his hip fluidity slash agility and his top-end speed, grading out at an 8.9 and an 8.8 .8 respectively. You can see this very, very clearly on, you know, his return film, I think is the easiest place to see this, where he can just weave in and out of, you know, these lanes that are created for him very very simply he sees the field very very well and he can hit a whole nother gear that teams just can't keep up with this is regardless of you know a lot of people may be like oh well that's against two-way competition no he's just an overall athlete and is fast you know on seven kickoff returns this year he returned a total of 347 yards averaging nearly 50 yards per return with a long of 95 that you guessed it went to the house and, um, you know, in the punt return game, he averaged like 10 yards per return with a long of 31. So he's a threat to score anytime he touches the ball. And that also includes, you know, when he does intercept it. In his career, in these two years that he's been on varsity, and Coach Campbell told me about both these brothers and how athletic they are and how dangerous they were going to be this year. And you could see the beginning of it his junior year when he had three interceptions in six games for 129 return yards. This year, he upped the ante, you know, in two more games, right? Three interceptions, but for 160 yards with two forced fumbles, three blocked field goals, and a partridge and a pear tree, aka a fumble recovery as well. And when you're just this efficient at intercepting the ball and then, you know, making a play on it, you're going to find yourself in a lot of opportunities and get good returns and set your team up in excellent field position. And, you know, for this Inglewood team, in field position to play on this the offensive side of the ball and eventually finish what you started on the defensive side of the ball by forcing said turnover right so just really dynamic really explosive and really dangerous in both the return game of interceptions and in the uh, special teams return game and uh furthermore elaborating on that his ball skills is also a three star i have it rated at an 8.7 it's his next highest category and his pass con pass contest consistency at an 8.2 as well. I think that he can make very heads-up interceptions. His receiver film, he mosses people pretty routinely. He makes some really tough catches. He can, you know, reel it in with one hand if he absolutely needs to. And, you know, just does a good job of adjusting to the ball. He can punch it out from behind a receiver. And, you know, he's just... Oh, he's such a good athlete who plays the ball so, so well. Um... And just does so at a high level with a higher level of speed and just a ridiculous level of intensity. And, you know, him and Gunner carried this Inglewood squad for, you know, for a reason. No disrespect to any of the rest of these Pirates. But Gunner and Hunter were very, very special players who, you know, did everything they could and some.
right? So, you know, his ball skills, pass contest, consistency. He routinely is in the right spot and, you know, can make a play on the ball regardless of the leverage that he may have or the position that he is in. But he's not a one-trick pony, and that's what makes him a little bit different here. I have his run defendability at an 8.5. He makes plays in the backfield. He meets them at the line of scrimmage. He forces fumbles. He hits hard. He had three sacks this year because he also would come up and play like an edge rusher, you know. So he just does a lot in the run game that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily like. He can play a linebacker, an edge rusher, or a safety, or a slot corner. Like, he's just so insanely versatile because he can play in the box so well, and he recognizes runs, and he comes into the backfield, and he can hit pretty, pretty hard. You know, I have his hit power rated at a 6.8 because, you know, obviously he forces a couple of fumbles and, you know, just does a good job of getting his helmet or hand on the ball. And, uh, you know, he's also forced incompletions by hitting someone hard. Uh, you know, kind of in similar regards to RJ Holiday, who has hit someone while they're catching the ball and they just don't end up catching the ball, right? So all of these things amount to a very physical and gifted football player, right? And that's only the three-star categories. I didn't touch on hit power. Obviously, he's a very fundamentally sound tackler as well. Um, just a little bit less of a highlight reel, you know, lighting people up wise, but I think you can still be very, very happy with a 6.8. And I think that that's no concern of mine heading towards the next level. As far as things that are still rated very solid, you know, his zone coverage ability, I have it rated at a 7.4. This is rated just a little bit lower because the variety of coverages is maybe a little bit less, but he is asked to play a couple of different positions. So I can overlook that fairly easily here. And then, you know, his block shedding ability, I have rated at a 6.7. I think that he has a little bit of a bag. He can hand fight. You know, he has a lot of agility to him to get past tackles and stuff, as evidenced by his edge rusher film. And, you know, that comes into play for his, you know, safety film and his ability to be able to play in the run game that, you know, he has had to learn a couple of different ways to play in the box. And so, you know, it translates when he has to come from the outside of the box and come up and make plays in the run game. So... A uh, pretty thick bag here for block shedding ability. I mean, he doesn't have anything like, like, it's not like he can do a spin move on like 10 plays through the game and it works or, you know, like a super lethal dip and rip or anything like that. But, you know, it's knowledge that he has and a capability that he has shown. So that's why I'm going to rate it at a 6.7 here and it's knocking on the seven door. So if he is asked to further develop that, that can develop pretty easily into a two-star capability, especially if he's allowed to focus on one side of the ball and uh, develop those skills a little bit more in depth. As far as areas of improvement here, I mean, you can't, I mean, he needs to get a little bit bigger just for college ball. He's 6'1", 165 pounds. So I have his height and frame rated at a 5.7 because, you know, I think he has solid height, but just needs to fill out that frame a little bit more. Honestly, when he was playing, he plays like players 175 or 180, which is good. But imagine how much more brutal and lethal he can be if he is 180. And, you know, he keeps that scaling up where he plays like a 200-pound player, right? And then lastly is man coverage ability. I just didn't see a whole lot of man coverage. I mean, he showed the ability to cover the flats and run with some tight ends and whatnot. But it's not like, you know, other safeties who've lined up on the outside or anything like that. So I have that rated out of 4.8. I think that, you know, based off of his athletic abilities, that's why it's knocking on, you know, the status of a five, which I think is like worth looking at from a college perspective and uh, is on the high end of like high school capability just because, you know, he is so athletic. I think he can do man coverage. It's just, you know, what happens when they throw in double moves or head shakes or, you know, run different, like 
uh, whip routes or, you know, like chair routes? Is he going to be able to keep up with all those cuts? You know, really hard cut comebacks and stuff like that. Those are all just question marks. So I can't really give him a higher grade on any of those things. But I mean, coming out at a 74.5, that is easily a two-star recruit that, you know, I think CSU Pueblo managed to swipe up because they're just paying a lot more attention to Colorado high school football this year than a lot of other schools. And obviously compared to the rest of the country, um, the rest of the country wonders why the RMAC is so good. And it's because they recruit Colorado players. So just putting that out there, but uh, you know, Hunter and Gunner, both very, very talented pirates. And uh, you know, thank you to coach Campbell for putting them on my radar and uh, congratulations to both of them to making it to CSU Pueblo, wishing them the best of luck. And that'll do it for this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for the last of our senior requests. And if you are one of these younger guys, these class of 2026 guys who are, you know, wanting to get their film broken down, go ahead and fill out the link tree in our bio, you know, any of our bios on social media, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or, you know, TikTok. We have a link tree on all of those. First off, go ahead and follow us on all those so you get you know notifications for all of our latest content and you get posts for whenever we do new episodes. So go ahead and follow us on all of those at Playmakers Corner or at Playmaker Corner. And then in our bio, there's a link tree. And the very first link on there is a Google form request sheet. And if you are an eighth grader, it would help us out a little bit if you put your film in there for sure. And then if you have any of your stats, go ahead and put that in that little stat category box. And if you know where you're playing high school football at, that would also be pretty interesting to talk about and maybe talk some outlook on how you stack up against the current depth chart and when you would probably be starting on varsity ball. So go ahead and do that. And, you know, we will be breaking down players on our Twitch stream. You know, just tomorrow, Simon Villanos, AKA Coach V, is going to be breaking down some Class of 26 guys. I have some Class of 26 spotlights coming up myself. We also have a little bit of a end of the season wrap here on Women's Flag Football coming up on Twitch Thursday. That's Playmakers Corner on Twitch. Go ahead and follow us and uh, subscribe and gift us, you know, some subs and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, uh, we're getting a, a little bit of compensation for our time. And, um, you know, if you can't watch us on Twitch, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have been posting our Twitch streams as well. I think that covers all of our bases as far as places where we post a lot of content. And then, you know, you are probably listening to this podcast either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor. If you're not yet, go ahead and follow us or subscribe on any of those or like so that you get notifications for all of our latest episodes. I have been your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer, and adios.